Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. Once again, just because I'm a person of order, please celebrate the angel of this house, Bishop Foreman. Amen. Yeah, uh, right before I get started, I do want to tell you, we were watching that video, and you know, I, um, I started seeing faces that I don't see anymore. And the realization that a lot of folks, they mess their way out of greatness because of bad decisions. I saw faces, matter of fact, (laughs) Bishop Thomas, and he said, you can see the crackhead in that. It's amazing what you, what the Lord will show when people are not in the place they're supposed to be. How the Lord would reveal some things. And I'm telling you, you people who have been here and have seen and have stayed firm and stay committed, don't you let yourself get off track like these other folks. I mean, that's like taking out a gun and putting it on your foot and keep them shooting. And then when you realize you might could still walk a little bit with one foot, you turn it on to the next one and shoot it too. It's a shame that they made those bad decisions. And, and, and let me tell you, I said this yesterday, I'm going to say it again. Bad decisions will create chaos in your life. Don't make those decisions. I've seen where you guys have come from. And you know what's so crazy? Is they got off the train without seeing it at its full greatness. Y'all were doing great then, and they jumped off the train while it was en route. How crazy is that? Why start on a trip if you ain't wanting to go to where the lending place is? No. Anyway, I just want to say that to you. I, I, I'm excited about talking about this. Go to Matthew chapter 21. The book of Matthew chapter 21. We're going to read verses 1 through 6 and then we're going to read verse 43. Matthew 1 through 6. 
and then verse 23. Let me tell y'all right now, I ain't finna do all no hollering. My voice is gone. I ain't doing no hollering. I'm going to talk, and y'all going to listen and respond, and then we're going to get through, okay? Amen. Amen. Are you ready? Watch what it says. Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey uh, tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them to me. Saying, and if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, watch this, the Lord has need of them and immediately he will send them. Before I go on, there are some folks who are smart enough, not intellectually, but spiritually, to understand that when the Lord says something, you don't question, you just do. Notice that he uses the word, Matthew does, immediately. In other words, I don't have to think about it. If it's what God said, that's just what I'm going to do, period. I want to make one other note before I keep reading. There was no explanation given other than the Lord has need. He didn't say, well, well, what, 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 what need? What, why? It wasn't none of that. Oh, oh, the Lord has need. Immediately, he will send them. Next verse. We didn't, okay. All of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I'm going to have to read from mine because we're not quick, moving quick enough. Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is come to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a coat, the foal of a donkey. Verse 6, so the disciples went and did just as Jesus commanded them. I want to say something before we go to verse 43. They got an assignment, and they did what Jesus told them to do. It's real simple. It was, like, really simple. Jesus said, go do this, and they did it. And everything happened the way it was supposed to. Go to verse 43, the last one. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruit of it. And just so you know who the nation that bears the fruit is the nation that handles the business. The nation that does what they are told. All right, have a seat. I want to talk about handling business. So, I want to take the approach of kind of really just looking into this story, I'm going to share some information that has uh, some side 
some peripheral understanding that might be just good for you that's not necessarily key components, but they'll all help you as it uh, folds in together in the end. I want to start by making this statement, a very provocative statement. I want you to hear it. I want you to remember it over the context, uh, over the course of what we have to say this, this afternoon, and that's this. When systems are broken, synergy can never be acquired. When systems are broken, synergy cannot be acquired. And I want you to have that in your head because it's an important philosophy to understand is that if things are going to ever go right, there has to be a system in place to undergird it. You can't handle business on the fly. Business handling has to have intention. It has to have consideration. It has to have a plan. It has to have a point. And the great thing, though, about systems are, if the systems are in place, if you just follow the system, you don't have to think. I think for many people, they have a nose problem. They want to understand instead of obey. I remember growing up, my grandmother would say, you know, Junior, do this, or Junior, do that. And sometimes, I mean, one, not sometimes, let me be very clear. One time, <laughs> I, made, uh, I made the, uh, uh, the, I had the misfortune of asking her why. <laughs> well, all I can tell you about the conversation I might have a little memory loss as, as a result of it. Uh, all I can say to you, though, is that I have never asked the question again. I, if I had to extrapolate from my loss of memory, I can only imagine that somewhere in her delivery of the why, she included this understanding that it's not important for you to know why, it is simply important for you to do what I told you to do. And what I like, honestly, about the story that we have read today is that it gives us a great glimpse of how when you do what you're told to do the way that you are told to do it, the end result works out the way it's supposed to. Verse 6 said very clearly, unequivocally, without any issue, and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded. And I have to believe, I, in fact, I know to be a fact that if every one of us would just simply do what we're told to do. So if I'm responsible for doing what God tells me to do, I need you to be responsible for doing what I tell you to do. And see, so if I follow God and you follow me, we'll all be all right because we'll be both doing what God says do. What I don't need you to do is try to understand. I just need you to obey. What I found uh, is that there is a law called the conservation of energy. 
And the law of conservation of energy states that energy cannot be created nor can it be destroyed. But what it does is, is it gets transformed into another state. And what I found, though, is since energy can't disappear, since it can't go anywhere, it has to have something. When energy is not used in the way energy ought to be used, it, does no, it no longer is a positive thing. It becomes a negative thing. And see, when there is negative energy, nobody does, nobody can accomplish the things that we're supposed to accomplish because we're not harnessing the right level of power. We're trying to operate kingdom with negative, and those two don't go together. What ends up happening is that folks are messy in the church because they're operating with negative energy. Folks are gossiping in the church because they're operating with negative energy. Folk are disobedient and out of focus and off focus and ain't handling the business that they've been assigned because they're operating in negative energy. I don't need you to understand. I just need you to obey. So, the story, I think, is interesting. Watch what happens. Go back to verse 1. It says, now when they drew near to Jerusalem, they came to Bethpage. I was blown away by this concept of Bethpage. Bethpage means the house of unripe figs. Now watch this. The house of unripe figs. What's interesting about Bethpage is that while the figs were unripe, they still were edible. In other words, I can eat it. It just ain't going to taste good. Now, this happens when you know the rules, you know the system, but you don't follow it. You might be kind of edible, but it don't taste good. Now, when, so they were going to Jerusalem. They were on their way to Jerusalem, and they stopped in uh, Bethpage, which was the last stop before you actually got to Jerusalem. And the scripture says it, that Jesus sent out two disciples. Now, watch this. The number two is either a number for division or it's the number for unity. Now, it was in the hands of the people with whom the, the assignment was given to decide if they were going to be part of the solution or part of the problem. What I like about it is that you, when you are tasked with an assignment, you have to decide, am I going to do what I'm told or am I going to try to figure things out on my own? The problem is, had they been decisive or divisive instead of unified, we would have had a situation similar to when there were 12 spies sent out to find out whether or not the land was right for them. Ten came back with a bad report. Two came back with a good report. And unfortunately for the ten, they didn't get to get to the end, enjoy what was behind door number two. See, what the mistake would be to think is that I cannot do my part and it just won't get done. You cannot do your part, it'll still get done, you just won't reap the benefits of it happening. 
What you'll do is waste away talking about, I wish I would have. I should have. Oh, my gosh, that's why I got cancer. Oh, my God, that's why my dog died. Oh, my God, that's why I lost my job. Oh, my God, that's why I got to file bankruptcy because you didn't do what you were told. So you will never reap the benefits of what happens when you follow the right decision. They were at the house uh, of unripe fruit. What I love about the idea of this house of unripe fruit is that what Jesus did was he did not create, he, I'm sorry, he did not create a situation for them to figure out. He only created a system for them to follow. So many times what we do is we take our directives, watch this, and su- as suggestions and decide, I know what he really wants. Watch this. And so I'm going to do it my way. The problem with you thinking that you are smart enough to interpret what I mean instead of what I tell you is that you end up with an Ishmael in your life instead of an Isaac. Oh, you don't believe me. Let me see if I can help you. God said, I'm going to give you a son so that you can be a father to many nations. What they were having trouble with is they couldn't see past their own natures, so they decided what God must have meant would be for us to figure out how to make it happen. God didn't tell them, I need you to come up with a way. God said, I need to do this, and all you need to do is wait on me to perform it. What happened was, is they tried to rationalize God's directives, and they ended up with an Ishmael instead of an Isaac, and then had the nerve, the gall, the audacity to say to God, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. In other words, here's what their problem was. They did wrong, and then they asked God, can you accept my wrong for your right? When the men of God give you an assignment, it's not for you to try to figure it out. It's only for you to follow. What we don't need is people trying to understand. We just need you to obey. So, Jesus instructs them. He, I said I wasn't hollering. Y'all got me hollering. Jesus instructs the, the two unnamed, but I love Many times when you see stories in the Bible, there has some specificity to it in terms of who is performing the action. What I think is really wonderful about this text is that this text does not name who these disciples were. Uh, It simply says that he instructed two to go and to the village and look for a donkey. So the question I initially was asking myself, and maybe you are asking yourself is, who were the two disciples? And why is it that their names were not mentioned? I don't know, but what I do know is that apparently who they were was not as important as what they were assigned to do. Can I see if I can help you a little bit? Uh, It's not important that your name be called. It's not important that your name be highlighted. It's not important that you be bought before the church and told what a wonderful job you're doing. It's not important that you have the spotlight put on you. What's not important is who you are, but what is important is what you do. 
So if you are going to truly handle business, your concern ought to not be your name. Your concern ought to be whether or not I'm doing what I have been told. So I thought it was interesting that, that, that Jesus didn't mention who, who their name was. But I know how folk can be. Uh-huh. I know how folk can be. I can imagine these two disciples uh, feeling like I can't believe he got us going to do this lowly task of going to get him a donkey. Uh, I can't believe. Jesus is always sending us on these go far missions. Uh, he always telling us to go here and go there. He's always, remember when he sent us to get some, some fish and some bread so he can feed some folks? You remember when he had us to go fishing out a coin out of a fish's mouth? You remember? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, girl, I remember that. I remember. Do you remember that time we was at the wedding and he made us pack those heavy barrels so he can do his miracle things in it? Why, why, why we wasn't there? Why we couldn't do? Why he didn't give us the ability? Why he always got us doing all of these low-level tasks? See, what I want you to understand is that it is what rises up out of us when we are unfocused and undisciplined is this idea that the task ought to not be as important as us. We think we make the task. We think that we're important, that, that we have this special gift to make this thing work. I hear from God. I heard God say, you alive. I got some insight on this. I think we ought to do it like this. You a lie. I can hear them talking all the way grumbling. God, I'm going over here and getting this nungy. And them other ones, they get to sit out. They ain't got to walk. They ain't got to do nothing. Uh, and, then, and then what And what if the man say, when we get up there, what, why are you taking my donkey? What am I? I mean, I, I, I'm being put all out there in the front. He ain't even thought about me. He don't care if they start acting tripping with me. He don't care if they act crazy with me. I, and, and, you know how you can get. Because you thinking more about how this thing affects you. And this ain't got nothing to do with you. Because understand this. What did I tell y'all the last time I was here? My grandma told me. Don't know one monkey stopped the show. Complain. Anybody else? Why is Jesus always doing the exciting work? And I'm in the background. I'm a, for God's sakes, I'm an elder. I mean, I wear a badge. I got a title. But he get to do all the exciting work. I bet if the people knew all of what I did, he wouldn't be getting the credit. They don't know how much I help him. I make him look good. See, because what happens is you think because you've been assigned a task that you are so important that without you, 
it would fall apart. You think you the draw. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because there's some folks who are not satisfied with being backup singers. <laughs> you want to hold the center mic. You want to be the one out in front. Because somehow you think that the backup singers aren't glorious enough for you. If that's your problem, if that's your issue, go organize your own concert tour. Because there ain't no room for somebody who think that they need to be up in the front. And I'm going to tell you why you think you need to be there. Because you think there's more glory in being in the front. Because somebody told you being a servant wasn't worth it. Let me get back to here. How come I can't be like Peter and get to do the cool stuff like walk on water? I'm talking about handling business. I'm talking about handling business. Little did they know, though, watch this, that their task was critical. They only looked at the elements of what they were being asked to do because they couldn't see the end. But they couldn't see the end because they wasn't required to see the end. I've, I've used the expression before, I can see to the corner, but God can see around the corner. In other words, he has a different insight than I do. Well, you want me to tell you something? Your man of God has a different insight than you do. You don't know what the task really is. All you need to worry about, though, is what you've been asked to do. Too many times people can't get things done because they don't value the assignment. They feel like that what you've asked them to do is beneath them. Here's my question. If it's so beneath you, who are you? It, it, if you're so much better than what you're being asked to do, then why you don't have more than what you got? See, you will never be what you want, which is, well, I can't do the cool stuff like Peter. See, because you are never going to be worthy of the more public things when you don't do the private things well. I'm going to say that one again. You'll never be worthy of the more public things because you can't even do the private things well. So I'm sure the question can be asked, so... We, we got to go get this donkey, right? How are we going to win a Roman war with a donkey when the donkey is an animal of peace? I need to tell you one more time before I move on. I just want to keep solidifying something because it's important when you talk about really handling business and getting things done. It's that it's not for you to understand. It's just for you to follow. Bishop Foreman was right. I, th I call him sometimes. Or he calls me, and I say to him, what you doing? And he say, handling business. And I'm one of the ones he talked about, like, what kind of business are you handling at 12 o'clock at night? He said, I'm always handling business, 24-7, 365. 
He said, my life is about handling business. And I said, at first I was going to jab him. and be like, oh, okay, really? Oh, really, Bishop, really? But the truth of the matter is, is that you can't be on and off. You either got to be on or you got to be off. The problem with some of us is we can't handle the full own. So now we resent the people who can always be on. Because we like to be off when we want to be off. Because when we want to do what we want to do, we don't want to be on. We want to be able to say, no, I'd rather not do this. No, I'd rather not go there. No, I'd rather sleep in. Like, I only get two days off on the weekend. And then you want me to come on Saturday? Then you want me to be here on Sunday for, for multiple services? You want to be on and off. And you can't be on and off. So you want to be off. But you want him to be on when you need him praying. You want Bishop Thomas on when you need him to go up to the hospital and see your sick relative. You want me to be on when your daddy or your mama, your sister, your brother in jail and you need somebody to go do a clergy visit. Quit trying to tell me to be on and you want to be off. You want to be on when it's convenient. That does not work. Because Bethpage is the last stop before Jerusalem, I wonder if it was intentional on Jesus' part that he acquired this donkey from Bethpage. Remember what I told you, Bethpage is the house of unripened figs. So here's a question. Do you want to only offer fruit to God, to your man of God, to God, to your man of God? See how they work together to God. Do, do you only want to offer the fruit to God, your man of God, that's never fully ripened? Or do you want to just look your best and pretend like you are? See, a lot of people have learned how to look on even when they're off. And that's where you find that it might be kind of edible because it looks like it, it ain't going to necessarily make me sick. But it ain't ripe, so it absolutely ain't going to be good. See, have you ever, have you, uh, be, before you knew there was a difference between a banana and a plantain, they look similar, but one tastes like a potato while the other one tastes like a banana. See, you can't look like a banana and want me to eat your banana, only that when I get it in my mouth, it tastes like a potato. While it might be edible, it ain't good. And what happens is, the reason why we in your business is because that's the way we can examine whether or not you truly are who you say you are. Because I can't work with no camouflage. So, what's interesting, watch this, the only negative miracle, I love that, look at that, look at that, look at that map up there, I love that, thank you, thank you. That boy's on, you on. Uh, uh, that, that boy's on back there, he on. He good, he good. <laughs> Watch this. The only negative miracle Jesus did was cursing a fig tree. Just outside of Jerusalem. 
Watch this. He was on his way to Jerusalem, which is what happens in the rest part of the verse. But he, 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 he sent them to a place known for unripe figs. But the only place he's ever done a negative miracle was to a fig tree. And it was because the fig tree was supposed to have figs because it had leaves and it didn't have no figs. It only had leaves. And so the fig tree was representing to be something that it was not. Can I tell you that you think you can get away with looking ripe, looking edible, being edible, and not being ripe. But that's the only time that Jesus cursed the tree and he cursed it when it was supposed to be something that it was not. So you're wondering why you got hell going on in your life because you're looking like something you ain't. And it can only get by before so long before Jesus does something to it. The tree had leaves, so it was advertising that it had the fruit. It was symbolic, I believe, of where Jesus was on his way because he got to a place that's supposed to look like a church. But in it, they were doing everything but church. I, I, I think I need to tell you that it's real dangerous to be up in here. Up in here, up in here. I think it's real dangerous <laughs> I think it's real dangerous to be up in here supposed to be doing what you are supposed to be doing but you really ain't doing it it's like a person who's on the tribe or on the praise team and who's lip syncing instead of really singing <laughs> You get what I'm saying? You look like you're doing what you're supposed to do, but you really ain't doing what you're supposed to do. I, I, I think it's dangerous to be up in here, up in here, doing, making it look like you're doing what you're supposed to do without really doing it. That Jesus went in to the temple and all I can tell you from what the scriptures say is he started turning over some things and creating some havoc. I, I, I would venture to tell you that some of you have some havoc in your life because you've been playing and it and got caught up to you. You're supposed to be handling business, but you're playing games. It was supposed to be a house of prayer for the nations, but they had turned it into a club. So if Jesus had picked fruit from that tree in Bethpage, at least he would have maybe at least gotten some form of nourishment. But it wouldn't have been good. It's to me a situation well, you have to come to a decision and you have to decide, you have to say, you have to say, am I really in this for real? Can, can, can I be honest with you? If you ain't, then move along. Because if the idea is that 
I'm going to beg you to stay. You got the wrong idea. If you think I'm going to plead and plead and pledge and, and beg you to do right, you got the wrong idea. See, because since I'm going to handle business, I don't have time for folks that ain't. And I'm telling you, you're hooked up and connected, linked up with folks whose only job is to create the division instead of attesting to the vision. You're aligning yourself with folks that's going to get you off track. Jesus said, go into the city. Get me a donkey. And if the man asks you anything, tell him I have need of it. And the Bible says in verse 6, they did what they were told. The reason that I wasn't going to go, but let me go, on and go here. Bethpage was an important spot for two reasons. The one that I want to talk about is because it was one of two seats of central government to the Sanhedrin Council. The Sanhedrin Council was the group of judges who were supposed to be passing laws and, and doing all the right things and da 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 So it was, a re it was a place of central authority. I think that Jesus went and got the fig tree, I mean, got, uh, sent them to get the donkey from the place called the unripe fig is because he wanted to let them know that I'm taking what's out there where you are and bringing it over to me. Essentially what he was doing, he was saying the authority that you have, Sanhedrin, in Pethpage is being canceled because I'm taking the authority with me. Here's what I need to tell you. There are things in your life that Jesus will take so that you can get yourself on track because he's going to have to show you that he ain't playing with you no more. So when things start happening, what's happening is the transfer of authority happens that you can't do what you want. If you're going to be on my team, you can't do what you want. You're going to have to do what I want. So I'm going to have to take the authority from where it sits in your land and bring it over here to mine. And if there's any question, just tell them, don't worry about it. I need it. Bethpage was an important place for the Sanhedrin Council. I think what Jesus did was symbolic because he said, not only am I going to take it from you, I'm going to give it to the nation that will do what I tell them to do. That's verse 43. So there are some things that you're losing. You say, he stole from me, she stole from me. No, God gave, took it from you and gave it to somebody else because he remembered, he understood that you, they were going to handle it better than you did because you couldn't be trusted with it. That's supposed to be my job where well, you didn't get it because you can't be trusted with it. That was supposed to be my promotion. You didn't get it because you can't be trusted with it. That was yours, and God gave it to somebody else to show you, if you don't do right, I'll take everything. So to the Sanhedrin council, he left them powerless. He took their seat of authority. And he did it, watch this, not by creating war, but he did it on an animal of peace. He used a donkey, an animal of peace. He didn't ride on a horse. He didn't have him a chariot. He rode on an ass. Can I tell you something? Let me leave that alone. That's King James, ain't it? 
That's right, right there, right there in the Bible. God will ride your ass to get you to do what you need to do. You saying, get off of me. He said, no, I'm going to stay here till you get right. Lord, get off of me. No, I'm not going to move until you do what I told you to do because what I told you to do is what you ought to be doing. So I'm going to ride your ass until you get it right. Sit down, you're making me nervous. I'm almost done. (laughs) So... I want to provide some peripheral cleanup on something that just because we were here. (laughs) So, this animal of peace, (laughs) not of war. I'm, 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 I'm not a fighter. I think Jesus is saying, but don't push me. No, Jesus, Watch this. Jesus cursed the fig tree that introduced sin into the world because it's the, it's the belief. Many people, somewhere, somehow, uh, and actually it was because of uh, uh, artists, paintings and renderings that somehow got us believing many, many hundreds of years ago that it had to be an apple that uh, was the fruit that was on uh, the, the tree uh, of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, first thing, if you just kind of think about it and you kind of, very simple, can just kind of read, uh, you can't cover yourself in apple leaves. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, you know, they ain't big enough to cover, you know. I, I, I don't know if an apple leaf can cover my, you know, one-year-old granddaughter successfully, but clearly two grown adults, I don't know that they could be fully covered by the leaves of an apple so somehow we got into this idea that, that the, the, this fruit was apple or whatever. Uh, I, I believe, obviously, I believe that it was a fig, and uh, the fig tree, and they were covered with fig leaves. They're huge. I think the symbol that Jesus were creating, showing that the type of tree that introduced sin into the world, when he cursed it, he said, I'm not going to let people uh, develop into that type of tree again. I think there was some intention on Jesus' part in the, in the lesson and how everything that happened when he would, look at that, when he was handling business, I think there was some kind of intention here to say that I'm going to destroy because you do understand that he was only crucified a couple of miles away from where the fig tree that he actually cursed that riveled up, shriveled up from the roots up and died. He was actually crucified only a little ways away from there. They also believe that the place where he was crucified was actually the burial ground of where Adam was actually was 
and so that when blood and, 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 and water and, and all of that uh, drip and sweat drip down from it, that the blood retroactively cre uh, cleansed us from back there where we all first began. All I'm telling you is that the idea of the fig was important because it was important. He was saying, if you do what I tell you, I got a plan in mind. And what they didn't know when they got the assignment is what the end game was. Can I tell you that your man of God might ask you to do something and just because you don't understand what it is, you need to know that there is a master plan in mind. And just because you don't understand it don't mean it ain't important. And that's why we don't need you to figure it out. We just need you to follow. Jesus had this whole thing in mind from the very first beginning. And it started from a place that looked right, but wasn't. Only to transfer authority to a people who would look right and be right. Here's my point and I'm done. If you are going to handle business, you don't need to look like, you need to taste like too. And the only way you successfully navigate yourself to tasting like what you look like is to actually be like. You got to do what you are told. End of the story. God bless you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.